0: Welcome to the Vouchat Podcast, and here's your host, Mr Robbie Kane.
1: You're all very welcome to Vouchat. It's like a Zoom kind of meeting we're having today amidst these uncertain times affecting us all at the moment, and I'm absolutely delighted as always to have on board with me, Callum and Brad with us from It. and a massive welcome to today's very special guest, Paul Davey, one half of the amazing Davey Davey Hercelan Channel. A round of applause, guys. Come on.
2: Yeah. Guys. Um, Thank Thank you very
1: family. much guys as we're clapping so is half of england at the moment obviously for the nhs the coronavirus has taken the world by storm, and all the wrong reasons um, you're from wales you know the situation you have family over there you're now over here in ireland Um, how is it affecting them
3: um to be honest with you they they're quite isolated away i mean uh, like away from everything where they live in north wales is quite uh, remote It's quite retired. Um, Mm. The only only people that have had it have been recognised with it in the hospitals have been um, people travelling up there, holidaying. That seems to be the only people that have been um, recorded to have had it. So, So my parents tell me anyway.
1: Well, a lot of deaths have happened in the UK, more than what's happening over here per capita, when you think about it. I know Captain Jenkins has uh, done a, a remake of Vera Lynn's Wheel Meet game again there recently to help mm-hmm. make money for the NHS too. Of course, Houston in Wales as well, Feel like she's yourself. Um, the deaths seem to be coming across as statistics, not as people who have actually lost their lives through this particular pandemic. Um, do you think there's a way out at the end of the day, or what, what do you think?
3: Um, for me i I generally think um, I, I, well it 's going to have to come to an end sometime and um, we 're going to get on top of it. I know people keep on um, mentioning about the um, there's um, a cure for this so they 're mm-hmm. going to get a vaccine and get that sorted there 's been recorded in Cambridge or something hasn 't it um, where the um, some doctors there have come up with um, a potential um, testing um, which they 're going to be starting soon. But to me, to be honest with you, I mean, I I just I just believe if everybody just stays at home, it will kill itself. Um, I do believe there's people that have to work and, uh, you know, frontline people that will continue Mm. having the virus and and being exposed to it. Um, But I definitely I definitely think it will it will come to an end within a couple of months, hopefully. I mean, I'm a businessman. Um, I've got to be optimistic. I'm very um, like. Thinking ahead of, of when we're going to get back into business again, um, and I and I truly believe in Ireland here. Ireland has really done a very very good thing, and um, I think they closed the doors on it pretty soon. Um, I think some businesses had closed before the government had actually um, announced it yeah um, and, um like i know a lot of my hairdressing uh you know the the, the hairdressing industry a lot of them were closing before they it, it got announced before the weekend um it, it was the the um saint patrick's weekend
0: that's what it was um, I think, pardon me sorry paul i think um it, it, like everybody's talking about the you know the businesses closed and all that kind of sort of it. but i think what it's done is it's gave it's gave everybody a reset hasn't it like people are Going out exercising, the, the fish are back in the rivers, so they say. Um, people spend a lot of time with family. I mean, it, it has as much as being a lot of negatives, there actually is a lot of positives too as well in it. I, I
3: completely, I completely share the same thoughts as you there, Callum, on that. I mean, in, in one regard, is this is this the world telling us that you know? Slow down. I think everybody was moving really, really fast, and I think it was getting out of control. Everybody yeah. was just working harder and faster than ever before. Like I mean, uh, we were in 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 an in, in, in an environment where I, I am luckily enough that I come from. I used to do business before where I, you know, arrived at my my business at you know half eight in the morning, closed the door at six o'clock and mm-hmm. locked that door and left mm-hmm. and went home mm-hmm. uh, and now yeah. i go home and work some more um you know there's social media there's emails there's constantly so much work and so much so for me i have looked at this as being a bit of a, a silver lining and i and i don't mean to be you know i, I don't want to you know uh, be offensive to anybody that's you know has obviously suffered with the this this virus mm-hmm. virus but I just I just look at this time to spend with my family and just chill out and take take a uh, sort of a breather in life because I don't think we'll ever get this again. You know And, what yeah.
1: you're saying, and I'm just I, looking at this. Traffic has gone. Fuel is affordable. Bills extended. Kids are at home with the families. Parents are home taking care of the children. Fast food replaced by home cooked meals hectic schedules replaced by naps, which, of course, I had earlier on myself. Rest and relaxation. The air seems cleaner. The world quieter. People are conscious about their hygiene and health. Money doesn't seem to make the world go round anymore. Doctors and nurses are being praised and recognized instead of athletes and celebrities. And we now have time, finally, to stop and smell the roses. I think that's a kind of great synopsis. Of you it. Know what's
0: spot on, and you know the other thing is, is, is this. Uh, I saw a great video that was, uh, it was put out there and it was showing like um, Mecca is empty, the China, the Great Wall of China, there's nobody there, all these different yeah. places. And basically the world, this is a bit cheesy kind of, but the world is basically saying it's our world, Your yeah. Your cool. guests here, treat it a bit better, will you? You
2: know? <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise great. you bugger off.
1: Of course, Brad, the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, I mean, I must be saying, yes, at <laughs> the moment.
2: I think there's plenty of natural resources around the world saying the same thing, really, to be honest. You know, yes.
0: Yeah. Well, Paul,
1: mad. listen to me, we're speaking about the coronavirus. But Camille, you originated, as I said, you're from Wales. Tell us about, about your background, because you're one half of the group with your brother Ian, who, of course, I know on a personal level as well. Tell us how you managed to get from Wales over to, to Ireland's back in the day.
3: Um I mean, when I go back all those years ago, came here with, like, long hair, yeah, 17 years did. of age, you know, thinking I was very cool at the time, you know? Uh, yes, you all you yes,
1: were in Yeah. <laughs>
3: um, so, um, but, yeah, I, I, I arrived over here on the shores uh, 1996. There we go. My goodness. It was some time ago. I've been over here longer than I've been in Wales, actually. Um, so it feels very much as as home for me here. Um, I mean, I, I, I came over here. I mean, I was very much um, a 17-year-old with a, a 25-year-old brain. I, I was like way – I, 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 I felt so much more confident um, than, I, I you know, like most 17-year-olds. Mm. Um, and I really wanted to take that leap. And there's a friend of mine in, in Dublin who's working in Tony and Guy, David Barnett. I think you would have known David Barnett in the day. Um, And, you know, he's a really, really cool guy. And he introduced me to Tony and Guy. And basically, I was 17. He was 19. And the thought of getting our own place together and, uh, you know, at 17 years of age, coming over to a different Uh, city and getting trained up by one of the world's biggest um, hairdressing brands well at the time it was climbing to becoming one of the world's biggest hairdressing brands Um, and for me that was just and when I got the job um, I came over for an interview um, and when I got the job I was absolutely ecstatic you know I I started my career um, in a little salon in Wales I worked there for a year and then got this amazing opportunity to work with this international brand and get a phenomenal training. I mean, for me, it's all about training. It's about educating. It's about progressing. It's about sort of learning. Um, and w- w- when you learn, you 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 seek the best. And I mean, for me, I try to seek the best out of where I was going to learn my trade. And so I, I went on and came over to Ireland.
0: And that's oh, where I, I started off. You know? Paul, can I take it back a bit, just a small bit? Um obviously you grew up in Wales, okay? And I know my partner and yourselves are from similar areas, okay? So a lot of... neighbours,
3: if you like. It's not yeah, that exactly.
0: far. What part of Wales is it again? It's, it's Anglesey. Anglesey. Oh, yeah, we've spent time in Anglesey. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. But growing up, realistically, growing up, did you say to yourself, a lot of people said, oh, I'd like to be a footballer. No, I know you're an Everton fan and we'll touch on that later. But <laughs> when, when, when you were growing up, did you think to yourself, oh, I'd, I'd love to be a hairdresser? Or when did that come to you, like, oh, actually, I've got a bit of it. Was it like you fell into it or was it something you thought about or what was what was the, the things you, you wanted to do? Like? I know, I know. You,
3: you ask these things, um, uh, you know, in, during conversations to different people, that, you know, they start different routes in their careers. I mean, for me, I, I, I'm i going to say I always caught hair because where we did live um, in on Anglesey um and i'm gonna say it was very cool at the time you possibly cringe um at me now but when, when we were uh very very young i'm talking maybe you know 14 15 years of age um tram lines were very very popular you know oh
0: yeah, oh, yeah. very popular do you
3: know? all these different lines going through the hair and we could not get a hairdresser or a barber locally to do that it could not like they wouldn't even attempt it it would be like no no can't do it So. <laughs> my mother bought us a razor and my brother and I went out and started cutting people's heads. And I good. mean, yeah, I mean the, the amount of trust we had locally was phenomenal. <laughs> uh, I still have one friend who refuses to have his hair cut with me <laughs> because <laughs> one of the clipper grades fell off. But oh. uh, you know, I mean, he, he actually, he, he did actually say to me when I was out one night, he just said, look, you owe me, like, free haircuts for the rest of my life. And I, and I shook on that. I shook on that. Because okay, I, then, I, I, I did a massive panel up the side of his head, you know?
2: That, that's well, a bit I to, oh, Sorry, Brad, go ahead. I thought you were going to confess to, you know, shaving your brother's head when you were six years old behind your mum's back or something. <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
0: That's
2: how it. started.
3: But, but can, I, can I just say, I mean, uh, a lot lot of people in my area, I mean, I, I would like to think they, you know, they they, they they came to us and they they really loved their, their hair. They, well, they did. You know, we did a good job. But myself and my brother, honestly, we were so confident at that age that we just said to ourselves, yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Even if we couldn't, we would do it anyway do you know we try it anyway we just you know we, we had that sort of mindset of and to be honest with you we built a huge huge amount of uh, clients from there running a business in my dad's garage uh, it was all for free at once you know at one stage it was just like we were just practicing and learning and um, we had like father and son combinations that we didn't even know that well coming around knocking on our doors looking for haircuts Brilliant. It was um, it was it was a, a great time, and we uh, my, my my father transformed our garage into um, it was like a little youth club, if you like. We had a boxing bag there, we had the table tennis table, we had darts, and it was a cool place to hang out. And, 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 and an everything, everything around, an and Everton poster on the wall, what I mean, an Everton poster on the wall? A few, well, an Everton and a Liverpool post. My brother was a Liverpool fan and I was...
1: I'm an
0: Everton that. fan, obviously, that's why I'm saying I know, so. I know.
1: The yeah. red and the blue. The red and the
0: blue. I, <laughs> I, I found out Paul was an Everton fan. He, he just become, he became closer to my heart. <laughs> you know, there's not many of us here. That's why I'm on today. Tell <laughs> <laughs> me <Because, laughs> this, because you're from North Wales, um, which is pretty close to, to... It's not too far from Liverpool, really. It's about 45 minutes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um you obviously had a choice. Your brother became a Red and you became an Evertonian. Just a quick question, just to fulfil my needs, why did you become an Evertonian? Do
3: you know what? It's as, as simple as this, right uh, no. I just love the colour blue. Yeah, and My brother loved the colour red, right? And yeah. that was it. Yeah, it was a red and a blue. And my father was from Liverpool. That's where he's from. So right. he's a Scouser, he's a Merseyside guy. He from Crosby, yeah. Waterloo. And uh, my mother's from uh, St. Helens. So when I, like, when we chose our colours, we chose Liverpool and Everton. That's basically how how it turned out in the end. Unfortunately, I think Liverpool seen brighter days than Everton. But Everton did see some great days back then,
0: I've got to say.
3: Neville Southall, you know, I mean, just some really, really good players back then. Tottenham.
0: And- I'll tell you this, uh, Neville Selton played with my father-in-law for years.
3: I know he did, didn't he? Yeah,
0: so that was, I, I found that, uh, when I heard that news I was amazed, I couldn't believe it, I was like, I was, in, I was just, you know, awestruck, but anyway, he was my idol growing up, so, um, and when I heard Paul with Ebertone, I was like, he's, he's such a nice guy and he's cool, but he follows everything. Is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey there, are you a business owner who would like to sell online gift vouchers from your own website or be listed on the Voucher App website? If so, please get in touch. There are no setup fees. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook to see exactly what we're doing. We can even get you here on this podcast. So, for more information, please contact us at info at voucherapp.com. You won't regret it. Paul,
1: Paul I have Oh in- yeah. I have to mention about your career. I was lucky enough to get my haircut from you back in the day in Tony and Guy. You mentioned Tony and Guy, Alan Boyce, one of my close friends like yourself. Really, um, really lucky guy. How did you manage to say, okay, I'm in Tony and Guy. I've got trained by the best. When was the initiative to say, okay, listen, I want to go and do my own business with your brother? When did that kick in? I mean, you know, we, we, we
3: have this thing in, in life, don't we, where we, we, you know, you set goals. You reach them. Mm you set new goals you reach right. them yep. and you keep moving forward right I mean, it was it was nothing more than that i mean we we literally spent 10 years in business with an international company we had three businesses with them, or involved with three mm. uh, businesses my brother and i worked in one we owned uh, the franchise there and we went into business with uh, two of our uh, dear friends that were in in, in the salon, um, Sharon and Lisa, they opened up a salon in Waterford. That, um, uh, Sharon's hometown was Waterford, so she wanted to open up a, t- a business down there. So we went into business with them. Um, we did we did uh, go into uh, put a few shares into a Limerick salon as well in Tony mm-hmm. and Guy, but we 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 sold everything, and it got to the stage where my, my brother and I were, you know, ten years. Ten years is a long time.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: I, I think we reached everything that we wanted to reach, and there was other things that we wanted to explore in business. And you know, when you're in a franchise situation, and as it should be in a franchise situation, it has to be, you know, um, kept very much within the business of the franchise. You can't really explore beyond that point in some, some areas, right, in business. Mm. Um, so it's the way you have to work with it
0: it's a bit right? like if you're doing a burger it has to be the exact same burger in every store if you're doing a haircut it has to be the same style and the same yeah, 100% so if
3: you wanted to do the burger slightly different you Can't. couldn't do that burger differently no you know? well, Paul, um, Tony,
1: and Guy, Tony and Guy's haircuts were very distinctive I mean you know and I know you could you could, you could could actually see who got the haircut of Tony and Guy back in the noughties uh, when he stood in front of you rather than someone that got it done for example in Peter Mark it was yes, that especially very for men so. Very, that's distinctive on the top. It was just the way it was always. Was it like to.
0: Brad's haircut? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. That's <laughs> Brad's going. That's, Brad's the the that's Brad's <laughs> stuck in the corner.
3: in the corner. You see, you know, uh, I, I, I've i got to say, you've. I mean, wh- wh- when I when I delve further into our industry and go when. Um, I'm I mean, just when getting when the I,
0: you, part for me. Yeah. Well done, Laura. Um, when, the business whenever, is here. I'm. A, I'm clicking my fingers. Going another oh, beer. Turn down the. Turn down the Alexa. There's, there's
2: going to be a slap across the face here in a second.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um.
3: When when I when I look back at you know Vidal Sassoon was a massive massive player within the market. Tony and Guy was a massive player within the market. 90s, mid 90s to late 90s, early 2000s. You know, it had that distinctive look and it was that brand. And I always look at brands as going, you know, there's Gucci, there's Prada, there's Yves Saint Laurent. There's all these like, you know, fa- fashion high-end brands. There was, you know, there was um, hairdressing brands creating their own identity.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: the movement with that was phenomenal. You know, it was like I had like a 10-year cycle of phenomenal, like uh, creating education and that distinctive look within different hair care or different hair care brands and different hairdressing companies. Now it's but massively different. You know, it's massively different. The landscape of our business has changed dramatically. Um, it's gone from the big brands. I mean, although the big brands are still there, but there's all this like, um, you know, I mean, we, we're educating our, our team to be a business within a business as well. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's very much, I mean, social media, become social profiles the profile becomes almost their their page and it's their, their so so they become their own business within our business now do you know it's a completely different landscape than what it was before but go i mean we can touch on that a little bit more in detail afterwards um but i mean go, going back to why did i move and why did i change my brother and i just had an idea we had a different uh you know brat, you know the 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 decor was changing. The, you know, the, the environment was changing in the hairdressing in the industry at the time. So myself and Ian just wanted to put our own mark. And there's mm. nothing, nothing more proud than you standing there and seeing your own name above the door. It was oh, sort of yeah. phenomenal. And it was, it was actually my brother. Like, I mean, we, we were trying to think of what, what name to cool, call it. What, what could we call it? And uh, it was my brother said Davy Davy, you know, the two Davies, Davy Davy. And it was like actually that that has a nice ring to it, really, really nice ring to it. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a proud moment to stick your own name above the door, do you know? I'd say. Uh,
0: Paul, can I ask you this? They always say never go into business with family or friends. Yeah. Which so- leads me to the question I know. how like how was the relationship with your brother? Being obviously has been ups and downs because any relationship it, 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 within a business can be difficult, no matter what the relationship is. Yeah, Actually, yeah. working with your brother and to yeah. sustain sustain that for so long. I mean, you're talking about when your kids doing little haircuts in the in the garage, wherever we were doing, and to this day, I, you, you must have a pretty strong relationship. No,
3: one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, what what you've got to bear in mind. I mean. My brother and I um, went, uh, like, he went to London, went to Liverpool. He worked by himself for a long time. So it wasn't like we left home and we moved in together and that that, that was it. But um, he went off to London, worked in a very prestigious salon called Charles Worthington and spent many years there getting his craft and getting his, um, you know, his training and building up his clientele. Um, It was very, very important. He was doing a lot of education, a lot of fashion shows and things. Um, but the you know the long term goal was to own a business together. That was the whole long term plan. Um, my brother and I have been in business for like eighteen years now. Yeah, eighteen time. years in business, which is a massive testament to um, us. Uh, you know how well we've got on before in the past. I mean, we've argued obviously. I mean, if there's anybody who's listening to this that goes into business with their brothers or siblings, friends, family, any any anybody. Uh, in that regard that you uh, are very close to, it's very hard, right? It can be hard at times. And you've got to um, – there's one thing I would say to anybody going into business, put it this way, is identify exactly each of your roles. Identify Mm. your roles and find out, you know, you do your role, you do your role, and you are – you're responsible for that role then. So if somebody then can go to you, you know, I, I think where a lot of businesses can go wrong, and I hear different things, um, you know, is that everybody's running around like a headless chicken. Everybody's trying to do each other's jobs.
0: Mm.
3: So it's very important to identify what each other's
0: roles are, and especially then especially if if you and Ian had like you, you you both had really good educations in terms of hairstyling, hair growing yeah. uh, growing grow through the going through the years and growing up. So you probably had very strong opinions when you start your business, what way you want this to cut, the style to be. I don't know. I'm not a hairstylist, but I can only imagine that you'd have to come to some agreement. Actually, this is the way we want to go forward. And this, or is, is that the way it worked? Or um, what, yeah, what it, it,
3: it is and it isn't. I mean, you wouldn't really, I mean, to, to create a brand, to create a look, to create, I mean, I, I would be very much, is. yeah,
0: to,
3: to, to create I you know, um, I, I would have had the sort of maybe the creative direction that way, you know, of the mm-hmm. imagery, the brand awareness, the sort of the, the creative, the artistic side of things. I mean, I would have been, uh, I mean, from, from before we opened, we took a year off and I, I got heavily involved with like magazine work, doing loads of photo shoots. Um, well, yeah, I mean, just to finish what I was saying there, the, you know, the, the, um, the, the shoots and the creative stuff. So, I I would have built up a very much a big catalog of imagery and we would have worked with a lot of photographers and creating uh, or identifying who we were as a brand, you know, which is very, very, it's, it's very good. I mean, if you look at the imagery on the, the, it's very, it's commercial. It's nothing too crazy. I mean, going back to what we were talking about, other brands like Sassoon's and the, uh, you know, the Tony and guys and, you know, um, there's so many brands that were, Doing quite crazy things, and I love loved the stuff. I loved it myself. Um, I, I, I lived and and I lived by it for many many years. But we wanted to take a slightly different, more commercial route with our uh, hairdressing. Well,
1: basically. Paul, listen. You mentioned there about the brands and about the photo shoots. I know from the backend information that assets loved you, but other agencies like First Option, Trish and Julian Fanon absolutely adored you on shoots. They adored the look you created, and it was well thought of and well respected at the time. Are you still getting that from the agencies now? Um, do you know what? It's not that I'm not getting it for
3: the agencies. I mean, you. What I just said there earlier on was, um, I changed my vision. I changed my direction. Um, I could not no longer do that many shoots. For yeah. for me to do a shoot, um, I need to take myself out the salon, right? Um, uh, Uh, When I was doing a lot of those photo shoots, I was doing them after hours. I was doing them on days off. I was doing them on Sundays. I was taking days out the salon sometimes to do shoots. I was actually taking mornings off to go and do the hair and then leaving somebody there to look after it for the afternoon. And it gets to the stage where I'm fully booked no matter what. So if I'm canceling my day, if I'm not getting that fee, therefore, I I can't really do that job. Do you yeah. know, and that's what that's what it became um, to me. And plus, my vision changed almost. I shifted it. I've done it. I, I I completed what I wanted to do. I did a huge amount of work. Like if I look at my back catalog of imagery and everything, I still love the the photography. I love the creative. I love working with models. I love creating um, iconic imagery. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely yeah. love it. It, it's phenomenal. It, it, it's one of my strong passions. I don't want to get more into it, but I want to almost create and um, direct them myself with my team. That's what I want to do, you know.
2: Ride, i got, somebody, go I, I, got, I got a question for you, and we touched on this when we were talking the other day, Paul. The, the first time I ever heard of you guys was when my wife was heading off to a gig in your salon. So how <laughs> <laughs> does a hair salon, become the hottest gig location at lunchtimes for some of the nation's biggest
0: stars. I know, I know. Actually, Brad said this to me earlier on. was said, what are you talking about? I'm so interested.
3: We had the blizzards, we had the stripes, we had um, the coronas. We had, I mean, there was so many people in the... Um, it was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. But th- th- this all came from our connection with um, Dermot and Dave. Dermot and Dave were our clients that came into the salon. They were our guests, They came in for regular haircuts. And again, they, they, they wanted to do something different. Um, and so were we. We were looking at some other angles of trying to market. We, remember this. We just opened up our second sh- salon at this stage. So we called it Davey Davey Men's. It was a men's salon at the time. Um, and we converted it back into a, a, a unisex salon but um, at the time we were looking for you know new ways innovative ways to create um, a different uh, way of marketing I guess and, and Dave were also looking for a new way but they had an idea we had an idea and we were like yeah let, let's we had hmm. sat down had a really you know we had a few conversations about it and we bearing in mind their offices are just they're our neighbours, they're on the back of us. So they could actually put cables all the way through into it's our the it's lane, yeah? Um so for them, they literally walked down and came wow. in and took over our salon for three hours and
0: Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant! It brilliant really was, profile it was
3: remarkable. It was remarkable. They we we organised um, afternoon beers, drinks, refreshments. Shall, shall I say? Um, <laughs> some food was organised from pizzas to fish and chips. Super Miss was across the road, and that had just opened. Do you ever do you ever go to that Super Miss
0: mm. It was the
3: the, 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 the creme, like, fish and chip shop. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really, really cool place, Super Sue. It was called, it was Luna. You know Luna, the restaurant in town. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, was closed down actually. Robbie so, knows
0: all the top joints. Oh, do. Um,
3: so it, was, it was John John for um, John Farrell's place. It was actually. So he used to send fish and chips over as well for the afternoon. It was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And then you'd come down and see the Coronas play. The amount of people walking past the salon at the time and look in and be like, it's the Coronas?" Yeah.
0: It was phenomenal. It was really, really good. It'd make it Make a kind of a place to be, but I'm I'm pretty immature, so I I'm want to ask you a really immature question. Um, <laughs> I could. I, w- I want to ask you, like, who's the biggest arsehole you ever cut hair for? Because you probably met a lot of assholes in your cutting hair, which you do, and yeah. you know, in general life. But I'm not going to ask that question. I'm going to say, <laughs> thank God. Yeah, because I'd be putting you on the spot. Put it on I was going to say, who who have you cut like, and gone? Do you know what? I didn't know that. I didn't know that person, but I thought this person is one of the soundest people I've ever met. Have you ever cut, cut anybody's hair, a celebrity, and gone? He is—he's so sound, Like a particular celebrity. I'm well, putting I, you on the spot. I know, but... I
3: know I'm going to have to cut your hair sometime. I'm the biggest arsehole. <laughs> you're going to be the saddest man. I'm only joking. The um, I've—I've got to say. Uh, I mean, look. I mean, we. we I feel, I feel like a name dropping you. That's what I want. We want name dropping. Okay, okay. My all, 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 my clients are very, very important to me. All my guests that come into me, I have a great relationship with a lot of my, uh, my, my clients. They, they become my friends. Honestly, are oh, you being I, too nice Just tell us? No, I, I really mean that. They, they, <laughs> they've, they've been so so good um, over the years, and given us so much business, and I we built great relationships together with so so many. I mean, but all, all, all the sorts of celebrities. I mean, we, we've we've worked on. I mean, there's, there's so many. Uh, you know, when artists come to town, like we'd look after Bruce Springsteen. Um, just Ooh. recently, when when they came over for his daughter, his daughter was riding in the. Um, Finish the sentence quick.
1: <laughs> in the hour, yes In the hour. okay, good, good. can <laughs> see everybody's face uh,
3: But we've looked after Martin Scorsese and his wife. We've been to Cannes Film Festival several Brilliant. times. Emma Thompson, um, Robbie Williams. We looked. Well, we didn't look after Robbie Williams, but he was in the room when we were doing um, Guy. Guy Chambers is here, actually. Guy Chambers is his his uh, band member. He actually keep did keep a comat. Keep
0: it coming, Keep coming
3: Um <laughs> I mean, we've we've looked
0: after Kimberly Stewart's. Uh, I mean, I, I should have had all this prepared, actually. Maris says he's the one that really impresses me now because I'm a huge um, Maris says fan. Like, I mean, for for me,
3: I mean, to work with these people has been, uh, you know, a, a, a blessing. Even to get recognised or even to get the call to go and do these people's hair. I mean, it is nerve wracking sometimes going in to do them. I mean, like I was I was just working with Gene Butler there the other day. And um, She was doing um, an absolute lovely, lovely lady, lovely, lovely lady. Um, she was doing something for Riverdance. They were doing re-filming um, in, the, in the Point there, the Point, uh, the 03 or the 03. Three River yeah. yeah. no, uh, they were filming um, a new Riverdance, weren't they? And she was, she was doing part of it. They had her coming on stage. So I was looking after her. So when people pop into town, they usually give us a call and we nip out to them that way, a lot of celebrities, you know.
0: That's you wouldn't passion. do the, the the kind of Johnny Foxes thing where they come in and sign on the wall or that kind of thing to say, I've been in Davy Davy," you know. Do, do you know what? It's one of those things. You should really take pictures with them all.
3: But I mm. don't. I just really don't. I just, I should. but I don't. I don't
0: really go down that route. I don't. Yeah, you don't want to be too flashy. No, no. well this.
3: No, I mean you're look, too modest. To you're too modest. We want to be asked back. We want to be asked back. I mean, Bruce Springsteen's called us a couple of times since he's been over. Um, Neil Diamond's wife, when uh, they they were over, they they, they called us. Um, so we we send our team out as well. Our team would go out and do the hair. I mean, back in the day, we've we've looked after Girls Aloud when they were touring. Um, we sent our team out to do Girls Aloud's hair. So when when I say we we've worked with, I mean I've done a lot of the hair. Um, but our team as well would have gone out and done lots of hair for different celebrities. My
0: friend is a huge Bruce Springsteen fan. He'd be, like, absolutely jealous as hell to hear that now. Huge fan. Huge Bruce Springsteen.
2: I, I know I you're we
3: have kind of in, in the past as well. I mean, we, we 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 used to go backstage at Oxygen. So when we were backstage at Oxygen, used to tamper with so many people's hair. It was phenomenal. <laughs> like, you'd see... I mean, they used to get everybody down there. So for about th- four years, we used to do the the backstage area, which was pretty good. So, you know.
0: Brilliant.
1: Beyonce, yeah. she played Oxygen.
3: She did, unfortunately. Yeah. We didn't look after Beyonce. We did see her. Um, she walked past our – she. people like that would actually travel with hair and makeup. Yeah, of course they would, yes. Well, we we're, were there. We did Kesha. Kesha. Kesha's a master name. My daughter was a big fan of us. Is she? Yeah. So we, yeah, we look at the picture there. Um, I mean, my God, it's all on my website. I forget some of the names actually, but we've worked with.
1: Well, for someone who doesn't know about Davy Davy, if I walked into your salon tomorrow, what can I expect? Forward, sell it to me.
3: Um, I mean, what can you expect? I mean, we have a high level of educated um, specialists within many areas of hairdressing. So hairdressing has branched out in. Many different areas of like um, hair extensions, um, colour specialists, but not just not just um, in like you've, there's so many different um, types of colour techniques now. You know, you've got the balayage, you've got the ombres, you've got um, the baby lights. You've got so many different. So a lot of my guys specialise within niche areas of those. Um, so we, we've got. An, what um what you what will you get with davy Davy is a high end brand realistically it comes at a premium, but um what you get is a very much a luxurious service and very much uh, an educated and informative team of people where you know, they, you know they, they pride themselves on giving good consultations finding out what the client really wants and and delivering on that message you know i mean look i mean the, the thing about it is for me to work in an environment where everyone of my team are so into what they are doing. I mean, I'm on a group chat with my team and they are never ending. Um, They're constantly posting up uh, like online education things that we're doing, you know? And they're constantly upskilling while this time, while we're off. Um, And it's so, so lovely to see. And, you know, when when I go back into the salon, everybody's into it rather than working with a, a group of people that aren't into it. And that really, really makes me feel very proud uh, to work in an environment that everybody loves what they do.
0: It, it does really help if you've got a kind of down-to-earth guy who's leading the whole, and I'm sure your brother's cool too, uh, but leading the whole yeah. thing because you can't be in business for that long and create that environment and culture unless you have some sort of normality about you. Well, come on, uh, guys,
3: Can I, I'm talking to you as, as friends here as well, right? I mean, I, I, I kind of... You know, for me, I, I always believe, I mean, business has changed, business has evolved. So leadership also evolves, right? We've got to mm-hmm. move forward and, and, and change the way we, are. I mean, to be honest with you, I, I know a lot of salon owners I've chatted to. I mean, not now, but like two, three years ago, four years ago, talking about social media, about, you know, the, the, the team having their own social medias you know, they don't want them to have that type of thing. But again, this is what I'm talking about with evolving with time, right? Evolving with leadership, different roles. I believe in a meritocracy. Um, I love the fact that I can sit down with my team and have uh, an environment where they can feel that they can talk to us about things rather than a dictatorship and me implementing these rules and procedures and going, guys, just follow suit. I'm very much love the fact that we can work in this meritocracy and involve. I mean, yeah, there's procedures that we have in place, there's perimeters that you have to work with, and we have to, you know, call on a lot of those shots. But I'm very much open at changing. And evolving to my teams um i mean they're getting old you know we, we're all getting older i'm not saying they're getting old but they they're getting older they have different requirements they have different needs and you know so and so forth so we have to move with in, in line with times i think
0: yeah absolutely
1: well, you mentioned about the colours there, and of course, just to kind of, you know, come on the basis of the coronavirus again, a lot of people wanted to get their hair dyed and they were looking for advice. A lot of people were making complete disasters. <laughs> you were given tutorials to a point to try and help them out. Will you continue this until the salons open back up again?
3: Yeah, well, I, I, I think I said before that I wouldn't advise anybody cutting their own hair. <laughs> I advise people... Says um, <laughs> so, so the guy up.
2: who started his career cutting his own hair and his brother's <laughs> hair. I know,
1: yeah,
3: very true, very true. Uh, but it's, no, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Brad, anyway, on, on that note, it's very hard to cut your own hair. You can cut somebody else's hair, right?
2: Yeah.
3: But it's good very point, hard to
2: point. cut I, your own hair. I, I stay corrected.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is. I mean, for me to cut my own hair, I mean, I haven't done it. I mean, as you can see, my hair is getting so long right now, right? Um, but... It is very difficult, and I wouldn't advise people. The only thing I would advise people to do is put semi-permanent colours on. If, if they're going to, if they want to cover their roots, and they go into a um uh, like a pharmacy to buy colour, going to boots or something, then just buy a semi-permanent colour because that can be corrected easily. Well, easier, shall I say? than um, a a permanent color permanent color if 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 a a color technician has spent years achieving the end goal and then you slap a color over the top of it and ruin it it's going to take years to get back to that goal so it's very important that people just hold tight um expose their roots to their partners i know some partners possibly don't know what color their wives and I mean, some of the gents out there as well. Maybe the gents haven't even told their, their wives that they colour their hair, and all of a sudden uh, they've, they've got grey hair coming through, and they're like, "Oh my god, I got grey during the corona."
2: Yeah, <laughs> didn't even know it was there. Yeah,
3: you know, my god. But uh you know, they, they, I, I don't, I don't advise that. But I mean, we, we do a lot of tutorials ourselves. But when we're doing tutorials, we're teaching. Um, uh, professionals, we're actually educating um, professionals. I, I, I set up a, an education platform about three years ago, and I was only talking to my partner today, uh, Philippa, about this as well. And it's very, you know, it's very noisy um, online right now <laughs> because everybody's online right
1: yeah
3: it's yeah. working and the, the the noise factor i mean we opened that online business um because there was not an online business i mean there was actually an uh, uh, there was one that was done years ago which kind of has has fizzled down but there was nothing like what we were doing we were doing live content and broadcasting it live out is of this the hairdressing, live?
0: Hairdressing, is hairdressing live hairdressing
3: live? yeah yeah it's brilliant i've seen it. it's absolutely amazing So we've what we wanted to do. I mean, and originally we wanted to set it up that we could educate people and it's a way of communicating. So other companies have been communicating this message for years. It's the way we're communicating right now. Um, I've been communicating multinational companies, international companies, healing and teaching their, their, their internal teams. And our hairdressing industry wasn't doing that. So I was like, right then, let's do this. And it took us about eight, nine months to set up. We set up a website. We got the broadcasting unit. We got multi cameras. We we, we we worked on it. We you know spent a lot of time doing it. And then we went live with it. Um, it is very, very hard, but there was no noise. But now it seems like there's loads of people um, doing online training. But there's, it's almost like, uh, can I just say, it's like a surface education. We deep dive into it. We really do deep dive into it. If you want something um, like way more comprehensive um, and some of the people that we have on there are the cream of the crop. I mean, some of these people are amazing. Some people I've looked up to, I pinch myself having collaborated with them. Phenomenal hairdressers. Um, and As soon as I started asking them to come on board and do education with us, they jumped at the chance it was phenomenal it was really really nice um humbling to, that they wanted to get involved with the, the project
0: um and now we have about 90 90 master classes up there um I say paul I, i've i've obviously been doing a re- research and watching a few videos and this is not a joke i uh, am hair hairdressing live and <clears throat> the one thing that comes across about all your guests now i wouldn't know these top names top people's names in the industry you. but what it does come across very clearly is. They really are passionate and they, they want to talk and educate. That's becomes clear. Now, obviously, the key words and what they're using, to, you know, to, 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 what they're using, they're chopping their hair, do that. But it does come across like that they're so, so passionate. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, like for you to get all these people across from different countries, because I know they're, they're from all different parts of Europe. Is, yeah. is a credit to yourself. I don't, I don't know how you do it, but they've also, they obviously, again, it, it comes down to your personality that they'll actually come and do for you. Mm. Well, I mean, the, the, the thing about it is, it's, uh, we, we broadcast now
3: in 60, what well, it was 67, I checked it, it was 69 countries mm. uh, now we're, we're broadcasting in. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm very, very delighted. Now, in all fairness, there's a huge amount of work we need to do in all those countries. Um, to bring up the volume of it. Um, but it's really, really uh, – it's been a great tool for people to use, salons to use, educators to use. I've I've got – we've got colleges now signing up to it during this time for all their educators to be able to use it as well. Um, it's a really, really – I mean – for me to be able to deliver this message out there to our industry and to do something innovative, to do something or even capture the imagination of our industry, it's really, really good. It's really—I mean, for me, nice. I, I, I ticked another box. You know, in, in my in my career, I'm very, um, very
0: You must be very proud of it.
3: I'm very proud. I'm very proud with the people that we've had on board. I'm very proud of all our, all our viewers that tune in and uh, engage with it. You know, done, uh, without them, we, we don't have a business with it.
0: And I forgot to mention, Rob, I meant to say to you, Rob, <laughs> I've got to tell you about his book. Oh, his <laughs> he wrote a book. <laughs> He's done everything. I, I mean, there's, there's nothing this call. man can do. I never huh? got that in the brief today. <laughs> I I, listen, I'm texting here and WhatsApp all the bits and bobs. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm not even looking. My, at them. You know
3: <laughs> what? what? I, I, I've got to laugh. I, I'm sure my school teachers will, will be like, Paul Paul Davy wrote, wrote a yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Paul Davy? Oh, fuck. That was
3: <laughs> in that school. Um, no, I I love school. I, I had a great time with all my school teachers. I got on with every one of them. It was they were. Brilliant! I, I, had a, I had a brilliant school. I had a brilliant upbringing. I'm not going to say, you know, I had a really enjoyable time. I Had a great group of friends. I went through all, all of that, um, but I, I don't think I my my attention was on school. Do you know, I was very creative, um, and I, I wanted to get out of school. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, by by three o'clock came, I was like, I was running out the door.
1: <laughs> but um But I if <laughs> oh, thank you, Rob. Oh, <laughs> So the book is called what,
3: Paul? The book is called Elements. It's not a biography. Um, it's not a biography at all, um, Rob. It's, uh, as soon as you say it's a book, is it a book on me? Is it? No, it's yeah. not. Nothing, nothing about that. My life is no way interesting <laughs>
1: well, well, I have
2: to say,
1: Paul, after speaking to you like, for the last hour, I think a book about your life has to come into for teaching <laughs> something. I mean, I, mean,
3: I, I, I read, I, I, I listen to a lot of audio books, and I've yeah. read a few books, and, you know, I, I don't read fictional books or anything. I, I read business books, and, mm. and, and you know, I, I, read, I read one time, I think it was Gandhi. Um, uh, yeah, is it? <laughs> they said there's a book in everybody. You know I mean? When I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah, I can do a book. I can do a book. But I was writing an education, uh, education formula for our team. And I was doing it for our team. And it was, just, you know, I kind of said to myself, is it really for my team? This can be for our industry, you know? And then when you start doing that, you start putting, you know, 10 foot walls in front of you. I, I had to jump through. Oops. I mean, it took me so long to do. It took me over five years to actually do this. But when you start one project, you kind of go, oh, this would be good to put in there. And you write other subjects and you keep writing other subjects. Um, so, you know, it took me a lot of time to do it. And we had to photograph um, a lot of the books. So we had to photograph step by step. So it was a step by step tutorial book and it's um also it's like a theory book as well but to be honest with you can i say this and i I, you know it's a theory book and a and a a step-by-step book in our industry um in a workbook so i did it in a workbook so a salon can buy this book give it to their staff member and teach them and that staff member has that for life i've been interviewing people in my industry for years and when, you, when I interviewed them, I, the one question I would always ask them, take me through your education. Take me through your training. Tell me what you've learned. Have you got anything to support this? And they always say, no, 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 no no, 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 no backup. I was like, you've no, okay, no paperwork, nothing. I was like, no, no. So this is going on for years. Obviously, I've interviewed people for, 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 for a long time. So I just said to myself, do you know what? The industry needs this. industry needs something where it has a comprehensive education structure and it monitors people's progression i mean how do you manage people's progression you have to monitor it somehow don't you so you monitor it you can go back over it so that's what i did i put it into a monitoring book where somebody can you know a salon owner can buy this for their for their team member or the team member can buy it themselves and basically there's your education you know it's a great way
1: well, I know what stock of filler I'm going to get for Callum and for
2: Brad at Christmas. It's going to be that fun I thought you were going to say the dandy. <laughs> are you going to, but are
0: you going to be our first? Are you going to I let us
2: know cut your you hair, Rob? Are
1: you going to let us cut your hair? Listen, as, as you know, Paul did say, this could be a start of a new career for me here. You know what I mean? The radio is very null and void at the moment. The nightclub industry is closed down that I work in. So this could be a way of life for me now cutting hair going forward. And, Paul... <laughs> Listen to you today, like you know, your your words of wisdom has been just uh, and I, it was just been brilliant. It really have been informative and, and fantastic to listen to. Of course, we have come to the end of the interview, sadly, but don't forget if you want to get more information about this, you want to go on to, to get some vouchers from Paul Davy and Davy Davy's chain, you can go onto the website now at DaveyDavey.com or you can go to VoucherApp.com to find them and of course you can check out all the vouchers um, information on Facebook and Instagram pages as well. Lads, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you,
3: it was great hanging out with you guys during this
1: time. You have been amazing. We're in the...